Happy St. Patrick's Day. Reach over to your neighbor and pinch them if they are not wearing green. Just a little communal interaction there. Just like, I visited a church and they pinched me. Hey, we're going to be in Acts chapter 2 this morning. If you've got a Bible and you want to follow along, that is where we are going to be taking our uh, main scripture from. If you don't have a Bible or if you would prefer just to follow along, the scriptures are going to be right up here on the screen. You know why? Because we have an awesome tech team. Thank you, tech team. And uh, of course, I've got to start with a story. There... uh, there was a man named Jackie Robinson. He was the, the first black man to play in the, the major leagues. And um, breaking the, the, the color barrier was not an easy thing for him to do. Um, it did not seem like he, he had any allies around him. Uh, as he would go into to stadium after stadium, he would have to face the... The, the hatred and the taunting of, of the crowd. It, was, it really just was not a very pretty picture. And um, he would, um, he just wanted somebody to be on his side. You ever felt like that? Just wanted somebody to be on your side. And he would go into these, these, these stadiums, not, uh, and he would just be taunted. And it wasn't just on the road, it was even in the, the Dodgers' home stadium in Brooklyn. Opposing pitchers would throw fastballs at his head. Opposing uh, dugouts would, would, would throw racial slurs at him when he came up to bat. Playing second base, it was, it was a... Almost a daily occurrence where a runner would, would slide into him with their spikes up, trying to injure him. And even most of the guys on his team didn't want him there. It was a tough situation. And he had all this pressure that he was carrying. And it all came to a head when game when he made a fielding error and the crowd was just vicious they just they just jumped on him screaming and hollering at him and there he was standing at second base feeling like he was all alone nobody being there for him and he stood there for what seemed like an eternity while while the fans just berated him. Now at that time, the man that played shortstop for the Dodgers' name was was Pee Wee Reese. And he had seen Jackie Robinson go through hell that year. And to be honest, he didn't really know how he felt about Jackie being In the major leagues, Jackie had taken uh, the place of one of his friends. But he had just seen enough. He had heard enough 
he just couldn't put up with it anymore. And Pee Wee Reese, who happened to be a fan favorite, walked over to Jackie Robinson. And he looked at him. And he put his arm around his shoulder, telling him, it's okay. We all make mistakes. But he was also symbolically saying, this is my teammate. And they turned and they faced the crowd together until the fans settled down. Now somebody said that years later, Jackie Robinson said that 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 arm around his shoulder saved his career. Not because he didn't have the ability to play. He was one of the best that ever played. And not because he was not tough enough and man enough to go through what he was going through. But it was that he needed a friend. He needed to know that somebody was on his side. And that arm around his shoulder told him, I've got somebody, even if it's just one, I've got somebody that's on my side. Friendships are awesome. We need good friendships. Thank God when we have friendships in our life because it it brings along that sense of belonging, that sense of community that we need. This morning, we're continuing with our our lesson series called Hang Ten. Ten traits that disciples can hang on to. And this morning, we're talking about hang on to community. There are three things that happen in community, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Number one, in community, we connect. In community, we connect. Acts chapter 2, verse 36, says, They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. In community, we get an opportunity to connect with God. The scripture says they worshiped together daily. Every day, they worship together. Now, we're not trying to get you to come up here every day. Once a week would be nice. For some of you, twice. And it's, it's not that we just want you sitting in the seats. It is discouraging when we don't see some of your faces. But it's not just because, you know, there, there's a hole here and there. The reason that we want you to be here and the reason that it's so important that that, um, we understand that Sundays are important is because you are a unique expression of Jesus. Look to the person at your left. Now look to the person on your right. Everybody you just looked at is a unique expression of God. You were created in the image of God. Even if you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. He still created you unique and needed and wanted. So how do we connect with God in community? We connect with each other. I need what you have. I need 
need your expression of Jesus in my life. We need each other. And we need to know that we can depend on each other, right? We've all got those, those relatives that you can't count on. They're invited to every family event. And if they say they're coming, they don't show up. And if they tell you they can't make it, they'll be there. Right? You just never know. I've heard people say over and over again, well, we'll expect uncle so-and-so when we see uncle so-and-so coming. Don't be a so-and-so. Don't be a so-and-so. We need who you are. We need that expression of Jesus through you. I've used this example many times, but I see the body of Christ like a great big jigsaw puzzle. Each and every piece cut, shaped, fashioned, formed to fit in a certain place. Nobody else can fit in your place. We try to shove people into places because we just need to fill up a hole, but nobody's going to be in your place. Nobody can be that expression of Jesus that you were created to be. We need you. In community, we also connect with others. Scripture says they met in homes. There's no such thing as community without others. We need to stop passing up the opportunities to connect outside of Sunday mornings. Deep, meaningful relationships can begin on Sunday mornings, but they're not going to be fostered on Sunday mornings. You know why? Because you're sitting there staring at me. Now, some of you are going to be talking. I know I can see you back there. (laughs) But you're not able to have that, that, that deep relationship built just on Sunday mornings. So we need to connect outside of Sunday mornings. There's opportunities around here. We have groups. Wednesday night, we've been having a group for the last six weeks, some of the best stuff I've ever seen. It's paralleling. Is that a word? Paralleling. It runs parallel. Hey, it's a word in East Texas, okay? We're paralleling. It parallels what's being taught on Sunday mornings. And we come, and there's, there, there's a short teaching, unless Ashley Fisher is teaching. <laughs> there's a short teaching. And then we break up into little groups, five, six people, and we discuss the word of God together. You get to talk. You get to ask questions. You get to engage. People get to hear your opinion. That begins to foster relationships. We need those type of things. We have outreaches, as Hannah was talking about just a few minutes ago. Church under the bridge. I've heard uh, people say, well, I just don't have any friends in the church. Come and serve somebody, and I promise you, you're going to make some connections. You're going to make some connections. We have events. The ladies' event is coming up. We had a single mom's event not too long ago. We had a a men's event uh, back at the beginning of the year. There are events where you can come and get connected with people, and we need you to be here. And then there's those one-on-ones. Ask somebody to lunch. 
you can turn to somebody and, and ask them to go to lunch with you. And while you're, when you're with them, ask them their story. I love hearing people's stories. If I don't know you very well the first time I sit with you, I'm going to ask you, tell me your story. I want to know, how did you get saved? How did you connect with God? I want to know where you came from because that helps me know you. That helps me understand you. Lisa and I had dinner with a couple just this last week, and before we'd known it, we had talked for three hours just telling stories, just talking about who we were, just sharing some of our struggles. We need that. Ask somebody an off-the-wall question. You want to get a strange reaction out of somebody? Ask them something just doesn't make any sense. I can't believe you're wearing those ugly shoes. What's up with you? Now, that might not work for everybody. Just ask them an off-the-wall question. If the plural of ox is oxen, why isn't the plural of box boxing? You know you've thought about that. As we connect with God and we connect with others, we create a generous community. The scripture says they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. In community, your needs become my needs. My needs become your needs. Because with joy, we're meeting each other's needs. Just uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, this last, or yesterday, two weeks ago from yesterday, we had the single moms outreach. It was a fantastic time. Fantastic time. And, 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 and these wonderful women came in, and they, they got uh, gift bags. They got fed. They, they, they were shown the love of Jesus. They, they heard a wonderful little uh, devotion. And while they were being taken care of on the inside of the building by our wonderful women, the men were out in, in the parking lot cleaning out their cars, taking them over and getting them washed and giving the ladies a, a certificate so they could get their oil changed because we don't want to, to just meet spiritual needs. We want to meet physical needs as well. You know that's scriptural, right? See, James said, don't look at somebody that, that doesn't have a coat and doesn't have food and say, well, I hope you get warm and I hope you get fed. He said, that's worthless. If you're going to tell somebody about Jesus, we need to meet some physical needs as well. Yes. And while, while we were cleaning the, the, the cars, one of the men said, have you seen the, the front tires of this lady's car? They're absolutely bald. I mean, they were beyond bald. She had, uh, she had two kids with her, and she was driving her kids around in this car with those bald tires. They were unsafe. And just the men began to talk, and, and we were like, well, if everybody just throws in a few dollars, I bet we could go buy her some tires. Before you knew it, somebody walked up and said, well, I got a $100 bill. Here, take this. Go buy the, some tires. Leah Minnick, who happens to be uh, work for the Ford house here, which also owns the tire shop right up here at the, the top of Watson Street, she drove down there and asked them if she could use her employee discount 
to buy some tires. And before you knew it, she was coming back down here with, with uh, a certificate that we were able to give that lady. said, when you get a chance, go down there and get some tires. Now, when we gave her that, she just began to cry. She began to bawl. Why? Because she wasn't able to meet that need herself. In fact, she had said, I'd been saving up hoping to buy one tire. Then I knew what I'd have to save up to buy another tire. But you know what happened? She walked into our community. And in our community, your needs get met. That's what community is all about. Whatever you need, you'll find in community. Now, in a Peanuts comic strip, yes. Most of you will know that as Charlie Brown. I don't know why they call it Peanuts. Never seen any Peanuts in it. In a Peanuts comic strip, Peppermint Patty is carrying a, a large book, and she's talking to Marcy. And she says, Marcy, I really want to read this book. But I had a grandfather that told me if you read too much, your head will fall off. And Marcy said, you go ahead, start reading chapter one, and I'll hang on to your head for you. You see, in community, we'll hang on to you. We'll hang on to you. Don't worry about what may happen if you let go. Just let go. We'll hang on to you. Okay? All right, the second thing that happens in community is we serve. We serve. Acts 2, 44 says, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. You see, serving is sharing what you have, sharing your time, sharing your talents. Now, about a month ago, I, I gave a whole lesson just on hanging on to serving. So you can go to ncctyler.org and you can listen to that if you want to. So I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time just on this point. But I just wanna point out a few things right here. If you did not know, there is a book of things that pastors wish the Bible said. You gotta be a pastor to get this book. You got to know the secret handshake and the secret dance and the secret bird call and, and all those things to get a copy of this book. It's called the Book of Imaginations. Imagine how awesome it would be if the Bible said this. And in the Book of Imaginations, on the very first page, it says, if you don't want to serve, you probably need to check your heart because saved people serve people. Notice the pastors were the one that said amen real loud. If we want coffee and donuts, somebody has to be back there willing to serve it. If we want safety in the church, someone has to be willing to be an usher. If we want people to be welcomed in our church, somebody has to be willing to serve as a greeter. If we want our kids to have classes to learn about God, someone has to be willing to be a teacher or a helper. Amen. If we want pastoral advice and counsel, somebody has to be willing to buy us lunch. But that's, that's another story. That's another story. You know, sometimes church folks, I'm talking about church folks now, none of you church folks, that's, that, that, that's different from, uh, from disciples, right? Just church folks. Church folks sometimes act like uh, 
the barnyard animals from the story of the little red hen. You remember that one when you were a kid? If not, I'm about to tell you about it. The little red hen came along and she said, who will help me plow this field and plant some seeds? And the church folk animals said, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. Like all of you that keep denying all the, the requests to serve in planning center. Not me, not me, not me, not me. <laughs> when the seeds had grown up and the wheat was ready to be harvested, the little red hen said, who will help me harvest the wheat? Not me, not me, not me, not me. So she did it herself. Then she said, who will help me grind the grain into flour, not me, not me, not me, not me, said the barnyard animals. Well, who will help me take the flour and make it into dough? Not me, not me, not me, not me. Well, who will help me bake the bread? Not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. Well, who will help me eat the bread? Me. <laughs> now, in the story, the little red hen goes, Nuh-uh. <laughs> I did all this. I'm keeping it all for myself. But that's not the way we are in community. That's not the way we are in community. You're still going to get some bread. We may hope you choke on it, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. I am just kidding. In community, we serve. You see, disciples invest in community by serving others. Those who claim to be believers but sit and watch everybody else do something, they hinder community. You know why? Because they're being selfish. I'm just being honest. We are selfish when we refuse to serve others. We've all got, got perfectly good reasons for not doing things. But we have to go beyond who we are to reach out and serve. There's some things I would rather be doing on a Saturday afternoon than hanging out with a bunch of homeless people under a bridge. But you know what? We are a representation of Jesus to them. And our heart and our willingness to go can change the world for them. William Booth, who is the founder of the Salvation Army, he founded the Salvation Army back in the mid-1800s, Later on in his life, he was, he was too old and unwell to attend uh, the Salvation Army's national convention. So the, the leaders came to him and they asked him to, to, uh, to write an address that could be read to the troops when they get to the convention. They were gonna open the convention with, with this message from, from General William Booth, and they asked him to do this to, to encourage and, and, and charge up the troops, and he said he would do it. He wrote one line, serve others. He could have gone on and on about everything that needs to be done, but he summed it all up with serve others. It's almost kind of like what Jesus did, love your neighbor. You want to fulfill all the law, all the prophets? Love your neighbor. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 and 20. 
This is out of the message. It says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, the religious and the non-religious, the meticulous moralist and the loose-living immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. Doesn't matter. This is the heart of community, serving to reach whoever. Whoever. And third thing I want you to see in community is that in community, we grow. Acts 2.47 says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. A community full of praise, a community full of joy, a community uh, full of goodwill will grow. Because that's what people are looking for. They're not looking to just be beaten over the head with something. They're people that are searching for, for something. And if they wander into a church, they're not looking for somebody to take this book and smack them upside the face with it. They're looking for some joy. They're looking for some goodwill. And that's what you find in community. But not only will we grow numerically, we'll grow spiritually. Why? Because in community, we offer a safe place for you to be yourself. Now, that doesn't sound like church to a lot of people. Oh, I can't be myself. If they only knew what was going on in my life, they would not want me around. See, it's some of you that act like your stuff doesn't smell that, that, that makes me nervous anyway. Because we all got stuff. We've all got stuff. And when we come in and we say this is a safe place, it means we can take off our masks and we can be real. I don't know how, you, how many times I've seen people getting out of their cars in the, in the parking lot and you can just tell mom and dad are at each other or, or mom and the kids or dad and the kids, somebody's rah, 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 rah. But by the time they hit the front door, hey, brother, how are you? <laughs> Been a good week. How are you doing? Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. <laughs> Why can't we be real and just go, I'm in a mess. I'm hurting. I'm struggling. You see those two things over there that look like me? I want to step on them. <laughs> I need help. I need help. But we act like this is not a place of rescue. It's not a place of help. This is the place of help. And this is the community that says, we want to help. We don't want to just meet your physical needs. We want to meet your spiritual needs. What are you going through? We want to be open. We want to be honest. And guess what? It doesn't matter what it is. We're not going to come at you with judgment, shame, or condemnation. And I know some of you are sitting there thinking, well, you were just trying to put condemnation on us for not serving. No, I wasn't. I was just trying to help you be a better you. Amen. No judgment, no shame, no condemnation. Now, I'm not saying if you, if you just robbed a bank, you might not have to go to jail. I can't fix that for you. 
but I can help you get right with the Lord. I can help you walk straight with the Lord. There may be some consequences to some things that have happened in your life. That's just the way that it is. But just because there's consequences does not mean that we are gonna stop pursuing you and loving you. That, that song that we, we, we sang about the reckless love of God, pursuit, God is always pursuing our heart. Always pursuing our heart. Community offers accountability without control. We're partners in this journey. You watch over me, and I'll watch over you. Someone once said, you can acquire everything in solitude except character. You can be everything that you want to be all by yourself, but you're never going to grow in your character without those being around you. Why? Because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. What in the world does that mean? See, we, we, we like to put ourselves with people that think just like us. I have, you have to think just like me. But that's not iron sharpening iron. That's going the same direction, right? I'm trying to sharpen this thing, but this other thing won't stay still. To be sharpened, it's got to go opposite directions. Guess what? People got opposite thoughts about stuff. Should that separate us? There's, there's going to be some friction we don't like friction, do we? Should friction separate us? No. Why? Because it's sharpening us. You're sharpening me when I'm rubbing up against you, and I'm sharpening you when you're rubbing up against me. We both come out of it better. And the last thing, community values your friendship. A British publication once offered a prize for the best definition of a friend. And the winning definition was a friend is someone that's coming in when the whole world is going out. In this community that we call NCC, we're committed to standing by you even if everyone else is walking out. Because that's the heart of Jesus. What do I want you to know this morning? We were created for community. The heart of NCC is to offer you the opportunity to experience authentic community. One where you can connect, one where you can serve, and one where you can grow. What do I want you to do? I want you to ask the Lord to help you to connect with him and with others. Ask the Lord to show you where you can honor him by serving. Ask the Lord to remove the fear of being real so we can seek accountability together so we can develop deep relationships and engage in community. that sound all right? Would you pray with me this morning?
Father, I thank you that you did not create us to be alone. Lord, we live in a society that is so much more electronically connected. But sociologists say that there's more loneliness than there's ever, ever been. Lord, you didn't create us to be lonely. You didn't create us to be alone. You created us to connect with you and to connect with the Jesus that's in other people. And Lord, that's what we want to do this morning. Whether it's our first connection with you or our 101st connection with you, Lord, we just want a deeper connection with you. Lord, I pray over these wonderful people that, that call New Covenant Church their home. Lord, I pray over them that they have a hunger to connect with you in a way that is so real that it overcomes all of the stereotypes of, of what a church person, what a Christian is. Lord, we want to be Jesus people. We don't want a label of, of some kind of mean, hypocritical person. We want to be Jesus people. And Jesus was about community and inviting people into community. Whoever, wherever, without regard to anything else. Lord, that's what we want. We want deeper connection with you. Lord, help us walk and live in community. Help it become real to us. Help it become real to us. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.